0: Taiwan Celts is genuinely fantastic. There's so many people from so many different countries, so many different parts of the world, so many different walks of life.
1: Hello again and welcome to Perspectives with Nilo. In this episode, we're back in Taiwan to catch up with the Taiwan Celts GAA team, who have been thriving since we spoke to them in our very first podcast episode last September. We hear about their upcoming North Asian Gaelic Games Tournament, the first ever of its kind to be held in Taiwan, and also how the club has been growing and we meet some of the new members from Ireland. But first, I spoke with club chairman and Mayo Man Chris Walsh. All right, so Chris, it's, it's great to talk to you again. Um, welcome back. And... Uh Last time I was
2: here was back in August and September.
1: You were about to head off to the uh, Asian Gaelic Games in
2: Kuala Lumpur. How did that go for you? Uh, Yeah, thanks very much, Neil, and welcome back yourself. Uh, Yeah, went very well, actually, um, for for our men's team. Uh, at least we wouldn't uh, be that used to winning trophies. So we ended up winning the Junior Cup out there uh, for the 2022 Asian Games. So we were absolutely delighted with that. Uh, the Taiwan Celts is famous for winning uh, ladies' trophies. So it was nice to bring a men's trophy back. Uh, it was our first cup since 2012. So that was 10 years in the making. Okay. So we were absolutely delighted with that, yeah. And it led greatly into the 2023 year when we have our own tournament to host.
1: Mick McCannon is originally from Dublin and is the Coaching and Development Officer with the Taiwan Celts.
3: Yeah, it went brilliantly. Um, so we had a ladies team who combined with Japan and they won all of the games on the first day. So, you know, 11 or 12 of them that had never played against each other. And then the second day, they just came up against some really strong organized teams. And then the lads, we had a bit of a mixed bag on the first day. Won, drew and lost. And then the second day, we ended up winning the uh, Junior Cup, which we hadn't done in, the, in 10 years, with a team of, I think we 10 different nationalities. So it was just phenomenal. And, like, you know, came up against a team from Singapore with, you know, 10 out of 12 Irish guys. Came up against a Thailand team who I had played on previously. Again, majority Irish. So it was just a massive boost for the club, yeah. And uh, that was the first time the tournament had returned uh, after the pandemic. Was, was there a good attendance there? There was. It was, like probably 600 players we'd normally have 1200 so all of the China uh, PRC teams uh, didn't travel because they couldn't with quarantine Um, and the cost of flights would have been you know close to double what they would normally boot. but uh, uh, still a huge turnout Qualcomm just like they're one of the best organizers in the world I'd say at this stage you know so they fantastic setup on the polo ground so you know it was it was fantastic to be
2: back and you also went to uh, Hanoi in Vietnam for another tournament back in February that's right, yeah. Uh, the vehicles um, based in Hanoi, uh, they're a great uh, club, they have a huge uh, a number of Irish players there and also local players and they hosted what is a, an invitational tournament so um, they just invited clubs from all over Asia and anyone is welcome to join so we said we'd head over there and yeah it was a brilliant weekend uh, great football uh, on the Saturday our ladies team uh, won their division and we made it to a final which we lost but yeah it was, uh, those invitational tournaments are more about getting the community together and you know having a fun weekend and also of course it's a chance to play uh, play some competitive football so yeah it was great great opportunity and great weekend and uh, have to say it was one of the best um, tournaments we ever held or uh, ever attended. So credit to the vehicles for that one. Yeah.
4: We did like pretty well there. And in a personal like aspect, it was really good for me because I got engaged. <laughs> oh, congratulations! <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. So it was a very meaningful trip for me. Okay. Finally, making formal like connection and legal connection, hopefully with like Ireland and Chile and Taiwan at the same uh-huh.
1: time. And our congratulations to Ling and Chris on their engagement. Just following you on social media, uh, you know, since then, it seems like there's a lot more people attending uh, your training now. A lot more people on the teams. Yeah. You've got new jerseys. Everything is a little <laughs> bit more serious. <laughs> Getting much more professional all the time.
3: Yeah, I guess it's, uh, well, professional a bit of a, we better be careful what we say with the GA, right? But uh, I think we've had a couple of things that have happened. Like when you do well, it's a virtuous cycle, right? So that attracted the lads in. The ladies are just amazing, you know? The, yeah. And it's, like, I think we have maybe two or three Irish girls out there you know so it's just phenomenal uh, we've got some really strong social media uh, uh, influencers I'd say so that helps push it but uh, yeah as I said virtuous once you do well you know three years ago before just as Covid was hitting we were sending out messages you know saying training is cancelled if we don't have 10 people and we've got 40 or 50 out there now you know it's phenomenal.
1: Rebecca Nugent is originally from Kildare and I asked her where all the new members were coming from.
3: Well, just like in general,
5: there's a lot of foreigners after coming to Taiwan in the past couple of months. I think it's like obviously things are opening up, but where I live, like usually I'd go on a walk. I'd see maybe one or two other foreigners, but now it's it's getting to like 25% of people I see are foreigners. So it's great. It's more people for the team and more fun to be had. and. Yeah.
1: And they're not all Irish, I mean, uh, this is what I noticed with the people on the team, so many foreign accents, it's great everybody gets on and, and plays Irish football, right? Yeah,
5: I love it, I think that's what makes it the most interesting, because like, obviously as Irish people we have our little words that we say, and like, generally with the Americans, when we're like, oh, we had great crack last night, you know, there's always stuff like that, but that's what keeps it interesting, like, we have so many countries here, like, we have, like, Guatemala, Chile you met Ling from Chile like those countries always fascinate me because obviously they're so far away from me so yeah we're doing great on that regard yeah
2: yeah absolutely I don't know if it was um, your interviews and the bit of promotion on the Irish airwaves that got uh, the new faces out or was it uh, winning some silverware but definitely we're seeing a lot more people down at training uh, a lot of excitement around the place and as you said we have new sponsors and new jerseys and the whole lot so yeah things are really building nicely uh, this year yeah
1: and speaking of new faces on the team
2: uh, I'm Orla McCarthy.
0: I'm from I'm from uh, near Skib near in West Cork. Um, Cora would be the parish. Tigh Mhicoreaghs would be the GAA club. Okay. So that's that's the important details in this context. <laughs>
1: and how long are you in Taiwan, uh, Orla?
0: I'm in Taiwan about uh, eight months now. I think I've been here since end of August. Yeah.
1: And what brought you here?
0: Well, um, I studied Chinese in UCC in college on a complete whim. Like I was, I literally just signed up. I was like, well, if I could read Chinese characters, that'd be pretty cool. Here I am now, five years later. Um, I was supposed to study abroad in Shanghai uh, in my third year, but that was like right when COVID happened. So out of the question. So then when I graduated, I was like, well, I want to go, you know, use my my language skills. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at my options and I came across Taiwan and I was like, oh, this seems like fabulous. All these lovely things that um, China but even better. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: do you like it so far?
0: Yeah, I really do. I really do. It's you meet a lot of people who say, "Yeah, I came here for one year and then I blinked and suddenly it's been seven And I really understand how that happens. Yeah. It's very, it's it's really nice, comfortable life here. It's just lovely.
1: And um, did you play Gaelic back home?
0: I did until I was about maybe like fifteen-ish. Um, from like maybe six or seven to about fifteen, I kind of stopped when when they kind of started getting real serious and I was like, okay, I'm a lazy lazy teenager, I'm not motivated enough for this. So yeah, I packed it in then. But uh, yeah.
1: You took it up here, I presume for the social element and the keep fit, I mean, there's lots of advantages, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. The social element was the main thing, but it, it is also so nice to pick up the sport again. Like, you know, when I was playing at home, I like to think I wasn't a complete disaster, but you know I was never one of the strongest players on the pitch either. So it's very nice coming in here because even with my rusty skills, I'm you know suddenly in like a the third quarter of, of ability because I have all my um, my my childhood my childhood uh, advantages. <laughs> so it's nice.
1: And what do you think of the Taiwan Celts?
0: The Taiwan Celts is genuinely fantastic. Like I don't know what I would be doing with myself at all if I wasn't here like it's such a fantastic like group of people there's so many people from so many different countries so many different parts of the world so many different walks of life so many like industries so many types of jobs people like different ages different stages like every kind of person and yet everybody you meet is just so lovely like you know we come together we have the sport in common but like that's just what what like you know links us to all become you know great friends with each other it's it like it's such a fantastic group i'm always trying to recruit everybody i can um and whenever they do come they're always like this is great i love this
1: <laughs> and so, i mean yeah. it's also a great like uh promotion for ireland isn't it because yeah. we don't have anything else here so i mean the ga is, is is super for that
0: yeah yeah it really is i mean you know like you might see the jameson maybe or the guinness places but like and you know that that's good too but it's you know, the kind of the drink is like the stereotypical Ireland. That's not that's not the not not our not the best side of ourselves to be showcasing. This is really it's such a it's a it's a fantastic side of ourselves to be advertising. I think, yeah.
1: Have any of your family visited you here yet?
0: Not yet, but there's there's plans to come in July, which is going to be like uh, awful with the weather. I think it's going to be so hot and humid. We may all melt, but I will bring them to training anyway. Uh, I got them all I got them all kits for Christmas, so they'll have to come uh, at least once.
1: <laughs> and and for those who uh, from your neighborhood back back home who aren't going to be able to make it to Taiwan, how would you describe Taiwan to them because it's it's quite different to Ireland, right?
0: Yeah. Um It isn't it isn't. It isn't it isn't. You know, I actually see a lot of similarities between Taiwan and Ireland. We're both you know a little island nation, uh a little kind of st- staunchly independent island nation with a you know a big neighbor (laughs) who we have history with Um, I think we're both very like I think people care a lot about like community and um, connecting with people things like you know coming together for meals is very important I think in both cultures Um, but it's fab like Taipei in particular is like a great city like Oh my god! I am I'm, I'm don't know what I'll ever do if I have to go back to Irish public transport. Taipei is unreal. I like it's great because you've got such a, like a cosmopolitan city, but then you just like walk ten minutes from the MRT and suddenly you're up a mountain. So like, um, it's really great. It's got it's got like nearly everything.
1: <laughs> I lived here myself one time, and the thing I found most difficult adapting to was the food. How are you doing mm. with the food?
0: The food uh, I like it, but I also do miss my food from at home because a lot of the food. It's very much, people don't cook that much. It's it's very much, um, you know, you go out and you buy your fried rice or your fried noodles or your dumplings or whatever. Um, you know, on your way back home from work, which is grand. But, like, my mammy raised me on boiled spuds and boiled carrots and boiled meat, And there's only so much salty, salty, oily food that I can eat, you know. So sometimes I do miss my mammy's, my mammy's dinner. But sure, I'd say we all, we're all a bit like that.
1: <laughs> At least it's something to look forward to when you, when you take the next trip home, right?
0: Yes, exactly. Definitely.
1: That's Orla from Skibberine. And another new face on the team is Sarah, who comes from Dublin. And how long have you been in Taiwan, Sarah? Uh,
6: I got out here at the end of January, so about three months now. Okay,
1: how do you like it so far?
6: Really, really loving it. Yeah, great place.
1: And what did you come here for?
6: Uh, Studying Chinese for a six-month stint. Okay,
1: okay. And um, how did you get involved with the uh, Taiwan Celt?
6: So I actually played Gaelic when I lived in China four or five years ago. Um, And I think the Gaelic community there and I guess in Asia is great, uh, very welcoming, and it's a nice slice of home when you're so far away. So I think before I had even uh, booked my flights to come out, I'd looked up and seen that there was a Taiwan Celts club, and I knew, I think the first, the first thing I was doing once I got to Taiwan was joining the team. Okay,
1: and uh, have you got a place on a team so far? They, they have a few teams uh, lined up for the upcoming league. Have you got a place? Are you playing in the league?
6: Yeah, yeah, I think um, nearly all of the women are playing in the North Asia games at the end of this month. So yeah, it should be a great, great time.
1: Do you have any experience with the other um, Asian teams, uh, like as to as to as to what to expect in the upcoming league?
6: Uh, yeah, so we were in Hanoi in February just gone, uh, and they at the Hanoi Celts. Uh, there was, I think, uh, Hong Kong, good uh, Cambodia. They all put up a very very strong fight. So I think we're under no uh, illusions that it's going to be an easy an easy uh, competition at the end of the month. But we're re- really looking forward to having them all over here.
1: One of the things uh, one of the people told me earlier was that uh, one of the things that was realised on the last trip to Vietnam was that maybe there needs to be a bit more fitness training uh, in the time on Kells. So that was one of the things that, that you learned from, from the trip. Um, so how, how do you think you, the fitness has been improving over the last number of weeks?
6: I think it's been very very tough. We all say that I think every week but we're getting maybe it's an extra lap in or a little bit quicker every week so as tough as it feels I think if we look at where we are now versus a couple of months ago when Spencer really upped the fitness. As much as we hated at the time, it's paying off. <laughs> okay.
1: Tell me about uh, other things in Taiwan that you like uh, so far. How do you find the food here?
6: Food's great, yeah. Um, very different to home. Uh, but I, I will try anything once anyway. Uh, and there's been very few dishes that I haven't enjoyed. Uh, but I think my personal favorite is the beef noodle soup. Uh, so if anyone gets out to Taiwan, that is a must try.
1: That's the Neuro Mian, right?
6: That's the one, yeah.
1: So, but you, you've lived in China before, so there, there wouldn't be a whole load of surprises, were there, from China to Taiwan in terms of food?
6: No, yeah, very very similar. Um, I think the night markets is probably the big standout oh. that Taiwan has that I didn't notice in China, didn't really see. Um, and yeah, the food there, it's very different to what we have at home, but there's all kinds of everything uh, in the market. So yeah, something for everyone, which is great
1: what would you give any advice to irish people who might be thinking of uh taking some vacation or holidays out here um would you advise them to come to taiwan or or, or what would you what what would you advise them
6: yeah i would definitely say to come out um my family were out last month and loved it couldn't get over i think the number one takeaway was how efficient taiwan was and how easy it is to travel around and i think anyone who lives in ireland knows that that's very different to what we have at home uh but it's a great place there is beach mountains lake culture kind of there is something for everyone and it's a small small island that you can travel around if you're out for a stint you can fit fit a lot in in a shorter space space of time.
1: Uh, I I think I saw on social media you had the family visiting as well had you from Ireland?
5: Yeah my dad came in January and that was his second time here so his first time was actually the week Covid started so it was pretty interesting for him to see the three years on, you know. And then my brother came for a weekend for St. Patrick's and we had a tournament that weekend as well. And he did his little debut, yes, for Taiwan. So it was great to have them, yeah.
1: And definitely, the big talking point on everyone's lips is the upcoming North Asian Gaelic Games, which the Taiwan Celts will host here in Taiwan on the weekend of May 26th.
4: I'm the sub-captain of the women's team, and I'm also the head organizer of the first international tournament that we're organizing here in Taipei, so it's the North Asian Games. Yes, so we're hosting it on May 27th, so many things are going on. I want to try to make it like a bit different and show more about the culture of Taipei or like Taiwan especially. Mm-hmm. So I want people like to come and join and like have a great time playing
5: Gaelic football but also get to know Taiwan a bit more.
1: And how many teams will you be fielding for that?
5: Uh, we have 10 men's teams, five of our own. And then we have Seoul coming, Shanghai, Shunda in the south of China, Vietnam and Hong Kong are coming to us. And then we've got three girls of our own and then girls from those countries as well that i mentioned so i think in total we've about 18.
1: oh wow that's a lot of teams yeah
5: it's double what we're used to so
1: so the fact that you can actually feel three girls teams also here in Taipei is quite an achievement.
5: Yeah, actually when you were here last, when we were talking, we had four going to Kuala Lumpur and now we've got almost three full girls teams. So it's just a lot of um, recruitment, a lot of momentum, a lot of like follow ups with people, but people generally come here and just get the, the family vibe and stay. So it doesn't take that much work to keep people, but we just have to get them here first.
1: And you mentioned there you have uh, some new sponsors, Uh, is it hard to get sponsors on
2: board for for a team like uh, the Taiwan Celts? um traditionally it has been difficult because you know there's a huge amount of irish uh, companies uh, here in taiwan and that they would usually make up a lot of the the sponsorship of the clubs around asia of course they have a natural interest in gaelic games um so we got lucky um over the past year obviously we've been doing a lot of of talking and even the 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 promotion like through yourself uh, and through some other channels i suppose uh, word has gotten out so um, we were actually approached by a company uh, called line um, so they have offices all over the world and they're involved in uh, kind of construction and that kind of field and uh, they have an office here in Taijung and uh, we met up with them a couple of times and they've, they've sponsored us for the year which was great. Uh, and then we have another um, Irish businessman who's based between Taiwan and Japan. Um, and he's come on board and sponsored us with a company called uh, BlackRock. Yeah, and they have another company called Circlace. Yeah, so we got both of those. Uh, and then we also have um, uh, our long-term sponsor, Redpoint, which is the brewery and taproom based here in, uh, in Taipei. And that's kind of our, our Celts home where we go on our nights out, etc. And they've been sponsoring us for years. So we're really, really delighted to have all three of those on board the same year. Uh, and obviously with the big tournament coming it's uh, it's well needed. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I was going to say that to you, to launch a tournament like you are doing uh, at the end of this month, the end of May, it must take quite a bit of effort.
2: Yeah, more effort than we thought, maybe. So it's been a fair bit of work. Uh, we have a lot of teams coming in, so we have um, seven clubs joining uh, from around Asia. So look, most important of all is what we give, you know, it's not it's not cheap to travel here, uh, you know, between hotels and flights and everything else. And we want to make sure that they have a great weekend. So yeah, we put a lot of a lot of effort into it. We have a great committee uh, working. Uh, we, we have a subcommittee specifically just for the tournament. Uh, and we've done a ton of organization. Yeah, we've got our first ever um, Gaelic football goals currently on a ship coming from Malaysia. Um, uh, and we've used this tournament um, as, a, as a method to raise funds for that. So we have four uh, full uh, full-size Gaelic football goals coming in, and that's the first time in Taiwan we have those. Usually we are strapping uh, wavin pipes to the side of soccer goals. So we've definitely come up in the, in the world, yeah, in terms of uh, facilities and equipment, yeah. It's going to be a full day of it on the Saturday. Uh, I think all of the teams will play three group games and then into a, into a quarter-final, semi-final, yeah. So we'll do do it like that, yeah. And we'll have senior and junior in all the competitions.
1: And for those that decide to visit, of course, uh, social events as well, uh, to go with those.
2: Absolutely, yeah, we've gone all in on the social. So we have a Friday night welcome uh, kind of uh, event at our sponsor, Red Point. On the Saturday, we have... um kind of a live music event and a, a traditional Taiwanese dinner after the after the football. The football runs all day on the Saturday. And then on the Sunday, we're doing a live music by the kind of Riverside session all day on the Sunday. And I believe that uh, one of our committee members has organized a hike for the Monday morning up to Elephant Mountain. So there'll be uh, serious kudos to anyone who makes that at 8.30 on Monday morning. Uh, she said she'd be happy to do it if just one person shows up. So she's not aiming too high. But well, let's see. Uh, already five people have signed up for it. So let's see how we go.
1: Exciting times for the Taiwan Celts, and we congratulate them and wish them well in the North Asian Gaelic Games Tournament in Taipei on the weekend of May 26th. The event is also dedicated to the memory of one of the club founders, Derek Brady, from Bohemian in Meath, And you can hear more about Derek's connections with the club in our earlier Taiwan Celts episodes. My thanks again to Chris, Rebecca, Ling, Sarah, Orla and Mick for joining us on Perspectives with Nilo. You can follow the Taiwan Celts on Instagram and Twitter at TaiwanCeltsGAA. And we've linked all their details on our blog site, as well as some additional pictures and information. That's at PWNilo.com. Perspectives with Nilo is available on most podcast outlets, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Well, that's it for the moment. Until the next time, thank you for listening from Taipei, Taiwan, Zaiqian.